This is episode 62. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I'm Shane Chapman here with Wade Laurent. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Good. A little played out. That was a big week for me. Late night last night, driving back from Calgary. We spent a few days in Calgary, you a couple more than me, up at the WRLA, the Western Retail Lumber Association. Is that it's a buying the show? Ray Ockenham? Correct. Yep. Um, also buying. this week. Buying show. International Builder Show. Yep. Not irritable bowel syndrome. No. Although that was part of the WRLA first. <laughs> here and there. Um, yeah, so there, it was a busy week for trade shows. Uh, IBS is obviously very well known. It's the biggest building show in the world. And it gets like, what uh, is it, 60,000? I imagine there's people. some that happen in China that are a little bit bigger than that. I think, I think their claim to fame is it's the biggest construction trade show in the world. Yeah, but when they win the NFL, like when the championship for NFL is handed out, they say they're world champions and it's like, well, you're not in the world. It's only North America. It's only the U.S. that played in that actually. Yeah. And so it's but not literally world. nobody else would have ever had a chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that one. Baseball? Sure. Some world. of those Japanese teams could probably give some of the major leagues a run for their money. Absolutely they could. The NFL Super Bowl, look, listen, I'm a big CFL fan. I'm I'm a big proponent that some of the best CFL teams could probably take a good run at some of the lower tier the NFL Bengals. teams, but the Grey Cup champion is not going to beat Super Bowl champion. Not a chance. So there's a gap there. There may be some overlap at the bottom, but mind you, the last time the NFL and CFL played, the CFL won, and then the NFL quit. They picked up their ball and they went home. They're like, that's enough. <laughs> that ball way too big. We'll take <laughs> our like, little we one. We're out of here. Like the optics of that. At all. Because they used to have a series, and I believe it was the Buffalo Bills and the Hamilton Tiger Cats used to play an annual game against each other. And last time Hamilton won, it was like 30, 40 years ago. Wow. I didn't know that. And then it was over. Fun fact. The NFL is like, no, not if you guys are going to play like that. Yeah. And I think they used to play like one half of each other's rules. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah. So they should still do that. It'd be fun. But yeah. anyways, the spread in money has grown. And so therefore has the talent and so then it wouldn't be much of a matchup anymore to well maybe buffalo versus hamilton <laughs> might be a good matchup actually <laughs> but maybe not the right super now. bowl winner versus the, the, yeah. the cf owner anyway that's not what today's about we're not talking about football maybe, maybe we should though that's Could a pretty though, fun right? topic it's though. also topic of conversation right now right there's yeah is that next weekend big show is coming up yeah and the cfl is like gonna be kicking off here soon it's free agency in the cfl nfl super bowl is coming up pro bowl yeah Anyway, that's that's Miami. beside the point. The other big show we're talking about is IBS and trade shows in general. <laughs> Excuse me. And because it's very topical right now, those shows just wrapped up this week. Um, a lot of other cities around the continent and world have their kind of annual spring home shows coming up or they're happening right away. And so it's top of mind. People are talking about it. Should I go to trade shows? Should I be there? I wasn't there this year. Should I go? What am I missing out on? Yeah. Should I have a booth at a show? Should I like, and so we're going to talk a little bit about the different types of shows today. The this values is our of being at them. This is our show show. The show show. 
and some of the big ones that are kind of fall into those categories. So we kind of categorize this as, because everybody says like, should I be at a trade show? Well, there's different types of trade shows, really. Yeah. We kind of broke it down into three types of trade shows that are relevant to our industry. Yep. Those being like product shows, trade shows, of which IBS would kind of fall into that. Correct. On a massive scale. But yep. like that, the point of that show is to show off the new products. It's open to anybody. Yep. Like yep. you can, you don't need to be a certain like in a certain sector of the industry to attend it, you just have to get a ticket and you just go, go blow off the street and go to that. Yep. The other type of shows are buying shows. And so that's what WR, debatably yep. that's what know. WRLA still is. Uh, it's still just is. lesser so than it used to be. There's not as much, not as much actual buying, but it's limited to the membership. It's a dealer show. You can't go there as a contractor or as a, Joe Blow homeowner, you can't attend this. You have to be part of the WRLA. Correct. Yep. And you need to have a bricks and mortar retail store because pricing gets talked about there. There's deals, your buying happens for the year there. Correct. The show. So that's a different different beast altogether. Yep. And then you have your standard kind of home and garden shows, which are very DIY focused. So that's more like contractors it's presenting. It's kind of like who's presenting at these things. It's kind of like the product trade shows are mostly the manufacturers, the vendors showing off their products. The buying shows are mostly the distributors of those products and maybe a little bit of the vendors and stuff. And as sometimes well. it's, yeah, sometimes it's vendor direct. So they're the ones that are there as well because yeah. they don't have distribution. Right. And then the home shows is like the contractors are presenting there. Yep. Like or the, the retail selling, location. The retail dealers, right? Yep. So there are, there are different types of shows, different, different people at the booths and different audience attending them. Correct. So to start at the top, I guess, the product trade shows, because we want to talk a little bit about this. This topic comes up a lot on the Facebook groups or on Instagram. Do you do trade shows? Do you get any value out of it? And it's a bit of a generic term. So we can talk about the different types and then whether what the value is. I feel is like in we're it. in a pretty, like a pretty okay spot to talk about all these actually, because we, we don't showcase at the product shows, but we attend them. Yes. We also go to the buying shows and then we showcase in the home shows. Yep. So it would be an anomaly to be able to, like, if you're a contractor, you, you don't get to touch all three of these shows because you miss the middle one, right? But right. anyways, so. So as far as the product trade shows go, the trade shows go, the ones that we like to attend are for sure Deck Expo, for it's a, sure it's IBS, other than the conflict this year. And we've never been, but there's also the JLC live shows that happen in the Northeast and the Northwest. And it kind of, there's three of them, I think, right? There's different Deck timings Expo, on JLC. those too, right? They end up like, they, they don't fit with our schedule super good. Yeah. Well, they're kind of spread over the winter, but it's, I don't, so I guess I don't know what I don't know. I've never been to one. Yeah. So I don't know how it differs because Deck Expo is also a, like a JLC live event kind of merged with Deck Expo. So I feel like from what I've heard, like the Rhode Island ones or the, uh, where's the one in Washington? I can't remember what city it ends up being in, but, um, they might be a little bit larger scale, but they're maybe not as deck specific. And I could be wrong in that. They might have the exact same, re uh, demo boost there as they have at deck. So I'm not sure. But anyways, the value of going to those ones for us anyway is, and for any contractor is if you're number one, if you're big on the social media side of things, if you're on Instagram, whatnot, it's a great chance to network with people that you've been kind of chit chatting with all year long, bouncing off ideas with from afar. These shows are a chance to kind of get in front of each other, sit down, have a drink or a cigar or coffee or whatever floats your boat and learn from each other a little bit. Talk about the business, talk about how you do things and you're not competing with each other. So you're just able to learn some trades and techniques from other people in other markets that maybe are at a different stage of their business than you are. So there's that part. I think that's probably one of the one of the biggest advantages 
is it like you're just you're mixing and mingling with a bunch of people from different industries right so maybe you're a maybe you're a finisher at that show right? you do kitchens and trim work and it turns out when you talk to the guy that's a concrete installer he's facing all the same problems you are right it's like oh well, how did you manage that how did you deal with whatever this situation that came up or this invoicing issue that you have. The business yeah. side of things is the same for everybody, right? Hiring people, yeah. running your business, marketing your business or getting work. It's just the actual physical on the tool side that changes a little bit from trade to trade. Yeah. Um, but the other value of these shows is, is the big one that people really want to go. This is what they get excited for is to go see the new products. And there's no better place to do that than at IBS. The odd time it happens yep. at Deck Expo. I shouldn't say the odd time. People launch products at Deck Expo. Decorators did last year. They came out with uh, some new colors of decking. They came out with some new railing systems. And so you did get a chance to see some new stuff there. Um, Fibron rolled out their new traveling roadshow trailer at Deck Expo. So Port if you cared to see that. Portland. I was looking it up. Right. Portland. That's where it is. Portland. Correct. And yeah. then one in uh, JLC New Live. Portland, Rhode Island. And wherever Deck Expo is. Baltimore next year. This year, sorry. Yep. Okay. Uh, So going to these shows is great to to look for new products. Like in the decking industry, it's one thing. But man, if you're a kitchen and bath remodeler at at IBS, there is an obnoxious amount of stuff there. Because it's kind of partnered with KBIS, which is an entire kitchen and bath industry group. Like its own beast. Uh, But that's, that's the one thing that stands out to me all the time is the kitchen and bathroom spaces at these shows like taps and faucets but not only that but appliances and like just everything to do with your kitchen and your bathroom well that's what sells houses unreal yeah right if you're going to remodel your house so you can sell it do the kitchen and bathroom that's it fix those up and then and then you'll get thousands more for your house and it'll sell way faster yeah so so this isn't a kitchen and bath show, but I just wanted to touch on because I, I know that we've been down there with Stan from Level Home Improvements who does do more renovation stuff. And it's like on our plate, we're like, boy, oh boy, we got to hit these, whatever, 25 booths that we want to see. And he's like, yeah, I got to look at everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all relevant to me. I'm not just looking for deck things. Correct. Yeah. He's but, busy when he's there. Yeah. Being a deck show. Um, and unfortunately we had to miss it this year because WRLA is at the same time we were committed to that because, well, mostly we were committed to it. Well, you were first sure committed to it because you were nominated to, uh, be what accepted on, brought on, like to be on the WRLA board. Correct. And so you were nominated. So you were like, well, you should probably, that's embarrassing to get like voted in and you're like, yeah, I chose a different show though. But the one guy did. Right. So they <laughs> went to was, IBS. Yeah. There was two people that were nominated to the board this year. There was three vacancies, two vacancies for retailers in Saskatchewan, one vacancy for a retailer in British Columbia. And so myself and Len were the Saskatchewan people and Len went to IBS. Okay. So Andy, which is like his general manager of the, the store, and he went on his behalf. I like, I'd never personally saw Len. I just assumed he was there because I nope. heard his name get voted in. He was like, I must be at the front. Yeah. Well, that's funny. It is funny. So <clears throat> anyway, so but I wanted to be there. I like, so I have never been on a board before and I'm excited about it. I am. We're pretty involved in the industry. So I have some ideas and opinions about how we could make this thing a little bit better. Yeah. And to your comment that the WRLA is not a buying show anymore. I have some ideas around that and, so my parents raised me. It was like, you can complain, sit on the sidelines and complain or get involved. 
And only one of those things is actually going to make things change. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's offended that the fact that it's not really much of a buying show anymore. It's just like, well then just stop calling it one. Like we're okay with Correct. what it is, but just call it a trade. Call show. it what it is. Yeah. Uh, that said, we did a we did a little tiny bit of buying there, but most of your buying's done before you ever get there. Yeah. Um, anyway, IBS. So IBS, f- as far as the decking products go, from what we understand, because we weren't there, but just following along, there was some, and we there was a little bit of information beforehand as well. But there's some new products that came out within the decking industry. Yeah. That were launched at IBS this year. So if you were there, or if you're wondering what you're missing out on by not being there. Those are some of the new products. That's what's part of the cool thing about IBS is being able to see the new products. So Trex, uh, Trex this year, well, Trex, first of all, had a gigantic new booth this year. Yeah. Because they got- I wonder if that was a result of- Pissed la- off. What happened last year. <laughs> that Azek <that laughs> pulled some nerdy goose there last year and put Trex's booth in the shadow of the Azek booth. Azek had a, like a, like a- Yep. A gorgeous display last year. It was the talk of the show last year. So good. Especially in our industry, right? And so like you can't do that and then to the number one guy and then expect them not to counterpunch. So this year, didn't see it in person, saw it in the videos. It was like, well, there you go. (laughs) They can play that game too. So this year, Trex is like, well, check this out. And so that's cool for the the attendees. Great for everybody. For the people. Like, yeah. The guys at Trex and the guys at Azek might be both kind of like, screw you, screw you. But like to show up at the show and see two booths that of that magnitude there, like that's cool for the people that aren't in the fight. Yeah. Cause what, what happens now is so Fibron is like number three in a different building. They're like, yeah, yeah. no, you guys go ahead. Go we'll ahead. be over here. But <laughs> what's going to happen is they'll probably start bringing their booth up a little bit too now. Right. Maybe. Cause yeah. you need to, you need to at least appear. Yeah. That it's going okay for you. And so they have a new invest, like they're, they're a new company, right? They're, yeah. Sorry, been purchased out or whatever. Yeah. Not new, but new owners, new ownership. Right. Yeah. And so it was like privately owned and now it's kind of like corporately owned. And so there, there'll be some money that gets tossed into their pockets so they can start to compete with these other two brands. Yeah. Possibly. It'll be, yeah. It'll be great. Fiber is the big number three. So I just think it's good to, yeah. Competition's good. So, so Trex released some licensed products this year. They Their deck boards stayed the same as last year. All their new stuff came out last year. So that was their status quo and their deck boards. Yep. Uh, but this year they launched some fire tables and some water features and that kind of stuff. So they just signed some some new cabinets, kitchen cabinets. They yeah, used to have a licensing right. deal with Naturecast. one company with Naturecast. Now they're with Denver. So now they've switched Good call. from like, now they switched from plastic foam cabinets to a stainless steel cabinet now. I and think so that's a good call. Denver's nice stuff. I know that when we were down at IBS last must have been last year. Yep. Maybe the year before, but anyways, it was last. Yeah. Last year. I really liked those Dan, uh, Dan B. Dan B. Now you Danbury. <laughs> yeah. No. Denver. <laughs> you're, Denver. Talking, you're talking about like a low cost Sorry. microwave company. Yeah. I was like, where, what happened there? Yeah. yeah Denver. Denver. Uh, <laughs> I know that stuff. when we looked at them, you and I were in that booth and was just like, holy smokes, man. Like these cabinets are, I'd put these in my house. Yeah. And we got a bit of a relationship going with them last year and did a few quotes on them. And like, so there's one thing they're nice. They price they're nice expensive. too. expensive. Yeah. They price nice. Not cheap, yeah. but, uh, nothing nice ever is. So no, uh, so Trex, I think that was kind of the gist of their new launches this year was those fire tables, the water tables and water feature. And so the booths and the assembly of the booth was kitchens. more of like an experience feel, right? So like yeah. go into the booth and it wasn't like, 
a list of new products and, and showcasing them. It was like you walked into certain areas and, and it was designed to create a feeling, right? Yeah. It was like felt like you were in this backyard. And, and so, yeah, which that's is a, really cool. That's a great design. Cause you, so that's part of the value of attending them too, is just like seeing, so especially at IBS, not at WRLA, nobody's booth at WRLA, these smaller shows, no. basically any show other than IBS is going to blow you away with like the, the impressiveness of the booth. Except maybe the ultimate deck shop booth at the Regina home show. Yeah, that's a given. But, uh, <laughs> but at IBS, it's jaw dropping. Like not, not just Azek and Timbertech, but you go see some of these like Samsung and Samsung, like the, again, the kitchen bath appliances, people go all out like city block size booths with like, what was the one cars in them? Is it the Kohler one that we heard was like a $2 million booth <laughs> last year? Is that right? So I would believe that because I had heard that the Azek one was a million dollar booth last year. And so it, it, in sheer scale, there Azek was not the biggest booth. No. Like it was a monster, but you went to the kitchen bath side, there were some booths that were quite a bit bigger. So that wouldn't surprise me because they've actually got an entire teams dedicated year round that work at these companies that just do IBS planning. Could you imagine? Like that's, that's crazy. We, that's so we crazy. spend four days before like the, three or four of us doing ours. They have teams of people all year dedicated to doing this. Anyway, IBS is unbelievable. So Azek also launched some, some, some new products this year under the, under their TimberTech. Well, probably under the Azek side as well. The Timber, the split now is Azek is kind of other building products and TimberTech yes. is the decking section of products. Yep. But I know that they launched some new uh, multi-width boards. They expanded how, like the number of colors that they offer in the multi-width yes. to some of the other collections now, not so just the vintage line. That must've been going well. Like people must have actually been buying into the multi-width system. I guess, because decorators did it too. So there must be some interest there, right? I wonder if it's something that they're trying to create or if it's actually like going. I wonder if somebody would, would ever share some sales splits on that and be like, we had projected this and what's actually happening is this. So I honestly can't imagine that the sales are there yet. It's something it's something they're trying to create. It's something they're trying to differentiate themselves with. I'm sure they've got a you know, a five-year plan to try to make this happen. If the numbers are still crap in five years, it likely goes away. Yeah. But some people are doing it. Like you're seeing the installs on Instagram happening. Yeah. So um, anyway, it just gives you some more options and some more creativity to do in the deck. So Yeah, so that's good. They also launched their Max board, which is a two by six profile for spanning 24-inch centers or drink rails or maybe stronger stairs or, you know, docks where you need to span a little bit further, those kinds of things. So different profiles coming from Azek. They also launched their new, a new TimberTech uh, aluminum railing system. So yeah. a kind of welded, not welded, but a crimped panelized system, which makes speed of install a lot quicker. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, cause the panel's assembled, right? The yeah. panel is a done deal. So I don't know if anybody has seen the ultra Lux system, but it, yeah. it looks to me like it's, it's a lot like that. Right. Yeah. So Fibron also releasing new colors this year of decking. They've yeah. got a couple new colors in the sanctuary line. So two new ones and one returning favorite. Right? Also, I guess we, we skipped over Azex decking colors too. They released some new edge colors this year. Some oh, very yeah. good edge colors, yeah, yeah, yeah. which will be good. Those will be good. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and Fibron. <clears throat> sorry, the TimberTech did a, what was their new line of decking? It starts with an R. Reserve. Reserve. Of course. So, so was that so here's released? the problem is that we hear about this stuff way before and then you forget that it's actually new at these shows. So they did have a change. They dropped the tropical line. This is a big change. So like we should talk about it. They dropped the tropical line. Those colors all went away. They replaced it with the reserve line. Four new colors, I think. Yep. 
They look fantastic. And I think the embossing on that board is amazing. The embossing is per, it's way better than the, the tropical line. Was. The reason you and I are it's a little stri- bit more money though. The reason that probably slipped your mind is we saw that at deck expo, right? Yes. I don't know that we talked about it, but we, we saw it and it was just like, cause I do believe that there was a little bit of like, give us some feedback on this. What do you think of this? And it was like the second I saw that board I was like, yep, that's the one. Yeah, that's it's really good. It's a good one. It's uh it's pricey. That's the trouble is that it like it's it's replacing tropical, but it's not really because it's it's a it's a few bucks more than tropical was, but it's a nice looking board. Like, I think it'll do way better. They than still tropical have did. legacy above it. It's legacy still kind of like their their top top end, and then you got the Azek line that's like the top 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 end. Yeah. Um but I don't think it's any reserve, secret on this podcast that I didn't like that tropical line. Yeah. Right. Reserve it's, is every bit as like a a top tier board. It is like, even though it's like, it's in their list of boards, the quality, it's like their or price points. It's their number three. It's, it is, there's no skimping on it. It's a great board. Yes. And looks awesome. Coloring looks awesome. Color is good. Bossing's awesome. Yeah. So they have some exciting new things to do this year. Um, I think all of those changes on. were really good for Azek. The only one that I think is like, yeah, is that max board, the inch and a half one. I don't, Probably not for us, but like, it'll be good. Like for docks, good for the stairs a lot too. of docks are span. You have to span 24 inches in the center, right? Yeah. So it'll be a good dock board. Um, maybe Varney will pick it up and just go like crazy. Yeah. Maybe you can save a couple stringers on stairs. If you're going to use the two by six, the drink rail, maybe gives a different look, a little bit bulkier look, especially if you're going to put it over top of like a six by six rail post or something. Maybe mm-hmm. that looks a little bit better, the thickness to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could be good. So, uh, Fibron. Fibron's also making some changes. Fibron finally dropped <laughs> the Protect Advantage line, which was kind of their mid-tier line. It was like the, like had some variegation to it, but wasn't capped on the backside. That was the, that was the, what you were giving up. Um, very slippery embossing to it though. Uh, that emboss, same embossing still exists on their higher end lines at this point. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me, but they dropped that line. They replaced that with, uh, a, a further investment into the sanctuary line. It was like, yeah, they, didn't, lines they didn't replace anything. They just like, they dropped that and then they added a couple board, couple boards into the sanctuary line, which yeah. is good. It's a more durable cap. I think the traction is still not ideal. Yeah. Sanctuary traction is a little bit better than the protect advantage line, but, but sanctuary the durability us, is huge. Sanctuary for us is, is one of those mid tier boards that actually does sell quite well. Like we struggle. I think the whole industry struggles a little bit with those mid price points. Yes. Like either you can afford the really good stuff or you can't. Yeah. And then, and therefore you just get the lower end stuff. So that middle price point generally tends to falter a little bit, but the colors within the sanctuary line are so good that it's been a good performer for us for years. Um, so they've always, I shouldn't say always that line has changed a little bit over the years, yeah. both in availability and distribution and colors. They've dropped some in the past Last year it was down to, well, it had gone, they used to have, they used to have four colors Four colors, and they dropped the kind of, I can't remember what the yellowy one was called. Yellow brown was called. It went away. It was away before we even opened the doors. Yeah. And then they dropped espresso, which is a nice dark brown because espresso was basically the same color as chestnut in the protect advantage line. It was they the same, I it. think, right? They just embossed it differently. Yeah. And then, um, so they were left with Earl Grey and Latte, which were two big sellers. And then they added Jatoba last year. Yes. Which is their ePay. Very orangey ePay. It was the color. Horizon ePay color, right? Yeah. And then this year, they dropped all the protected advantage, then brought back the espresso and added that. 
Then Jatobo went away, replaced with a color called Moringa, which is very similar, just more of a muted variegation to it because it was very aggressive and stark. Good call. In the Jatobo color last this year. This was a good call. You can still get Jatobo at Home Depot in the US, I think, um, yep. this year. But And then they added Chai, and Chai is going to be, it's going to be good. It's one of those kind of like, yep. it's in the same family as Azek Coastline, Decorators Tundra, Wolf Silver Teak, those kind of like tanny gray. Tracks Rocky Harbor. Rocky Harbor a little bit. Same kind of color tones in that yeah. one at a mid-tier price point. It looks really good. It does look good. So that'll be a good one. Um, that's all the changes. From the warranty changes coming from them too, but you don't see that at a booth. They might have some signage, but some warranty changes coming from Fiber as well. So the big three all had something to show this year. So yeah, if you... Good. If you don't get to these shows, like if you went to Deck Expo, you may have saw some of this. You would have saw some stuff from decorators at Deck Expo. You might maybe would have seen some stuff from Azek. Uh, they did have them there, but they weren't promoting them. Correct. They weren't really out in, you know, yep. grabbing attention. Uh, Fibron didn't have the new stuff there, so you wouldn't have seen that there. But if you go to IBS, you see it all. Correct. You might see some stuff at Deck Expo. You will see some stuff at IBS. Yep. Uh being that we weren't at IBS this year, I don't know if there's any other breakout products that were there. So I year. think that, I think that those guys are missing an opportunity. And when I say those guys, I mean, TimberTech, Trex and uh, Fibron. I believe that what decorators did with releasing their new product at Deck Expo is a stronger move because you have a, you can release it at Deck Expo and all of the people that are decking focused will see it for sure. And then you can still present it at IBS and it might be new for some people, but I think if you're not showing it at deck expo, there is a, there is a captive audience there that you possibly miss because the guys at deck expo might not go to IBS. Well, and the other problem with it is timing. So if you don't know, like if you're a dealer and you don't know about these products yet, because you're, you're not ear to the ground like we are. And our, you had to have your order in at the end of December. Yeah. Our purchasing is done in end of December. Yeah. And so you may not have left some room for some of the new products or you may, new products might be on the sheet, but you haven't like, I don't know. Some guys probably buy off sheets. I don't buy off sheets. If there's a new deck in color coming out, I want to see it in person and I want to feel it. I'm yeah. not buying it off a, a printer that may or may not have produced accurate color no, I don't properly. Think, I don't think anybody purchases like that. I think everybody at some point wants to touch it before they spend $40,000 bringing this thing in. Right. So there's advantages to doing it earlier than January for sure. Because right now, like most of our buying is done. And if it's not done, it's, it's right away. It's done here. And let's so be you honest. you haven't had a chance to go see it. If you're putting that stuff out. So this year, Deck Expo was in November. And so like, what's the secret? If, if you're going to put it out in November, like, so Fibron decides they're not going to show those boards. We don't want anybody to know that we're making chai. I don't know if you know this, but like Azak and Trex can't see something in November and then just make it happen and be ready to go for January. Like that's too quick of a turnaround for a company that size. They have to shut their plants down, add new color, like just get your product out. If you have a product that's amazing and you have people that are going to look at it, show it to them. Right. And then, Maybe don't make as big a deal about it at Deck Expo if you want it to be a big deal at IBS. But like, there's a catch 22 in that though, too, because TimberTech did that last year with Edge. They came up with these new products. They sent you PowerPoint. The reps started telling people like, we got these Edge. And then everybody bitched and complained because you couldn't get samples. 
We couldn't get samples. Right. We couldn't get real boards in our hands. Where's the samples? Well, I'm going to send you some samples, but this is the only two I have. So like, you can't keep them. And everybody's mad about that too. So it's like, if you're not ready, if you haven't run off all this stuff to support the launch, then yeah. But I guess either way, I guess what I'm saying is like, (laughs) know your industry. If you're a kitchen and bath guy, launch the stuff at IBS because that's when your kitchen and bath guys are available. If you're a decking guy, the show is called Deck Expo, right? Like that's that's what the show is called. So launch deck products at Deck Expo. Seems to make sense to me. Yeah, like like do it again. Do them both. Launch them both times. Still good. Yeah. Still works, but debatable though. It's like one has the name, but one has the luster and the the prestige attached to it. Yep, it's called Deck Expo. Sure, that doesn't mean there's more deck stuff at it because there's not. There's not. There's more deck stuff at IBS, but there are more deck people at it. Probably, I'll bet you the. I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe the show is bigger. Like the percentage, the ratio of deck people at it. Yeah, sure. But on a sheer number of people, like Deck Expo, I don't know what Deck Expo would get. But it's probably no, not no, much no. more than 10,000 people that go through that show. I guess, yeah, that's what I meant. So I'm not, I don't think that there are more people that buy decking product at Deck Expo. There are more people at IBS, period. Yeah. But percentage wise, like your crowd is diluted at IBS because there's drywallers and concrete guys and bathroom guys. Yeah. Remodelers generally. So anyways, there you go. IBS. Yeah, I mean tracks or timber tech. Now you know how to run your. I'm business not sure. I 100% year. agree with you on that, but, um, but these guys all seem to think they want to spend their money at IBS. What I do think is wrong. I'm on the board now, so you have to listen to me. Timber tech's near miss of even attending Deck Expo last year was like because all that did was people started talking about like what's going on here. How come why the tiny little booth looks like it's thrown? Oh, they the last went minute. broke. They and spent all two their money years ago. Fibron wasn't there at all. Yes. Right. That's and that bad. made people be like, what the hell's going on here? There's like something wrong with Fibron, something wrong with the show. What's going on here? So you got to support it. It's easier to stand out at Deck Expo. That's for sure. You don't have to spend a million dollars. You can spend, you can do a $30,000 boost and stand out at Deck Expo. Correct. But anyway, it's, it's obviously a much smaller and more intimate and more focused show than IBS is. But, um, IBS is the Super Bowl, man. People just want to be at the Super Bowl. Correct. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Um, Boy, that's a lot of talk about the product style trade shows. So if you haven't been, if you haven't been to IBS or Deck Expo, there's other ones out there. Like there's a dock and marina show somewhere that happens, I think down usually in Tennessee somewhere or Florida or something. Uh, I've never been to that one either. It's more dock specific, but the Kings in the decking industry, if you're going to consider two shows, it would be Deck Expo, which is in Baltimore this year and IBS, which next year will roll to Orlando. Those are the two. If you can only afford to go to one, what would you do? I'd go to Deck Expo, but that's because that's like that's our industry, and I, there I, you go. I know that there are bigger and better shows at IBS, but for me specifically, Deck Expo pr- provides more value. Okay, so there you go. If you want the 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 fireworks, go to IBS, and if you want something a little bit more um, cozy and <laughs> and intimate, then Deck Expo is it for sure. How about you? Would you rather do IBS or WRLA? <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of flack for this one this week. So I, on my way to Calgary, I posted a story on my Instagram saying I was on my way to Calgary and to WRLA. He's like, on my way, here we go, let's go. And then like, PS, small letters, don't ever make this land on the same dates as IBS again because I wanted to go to IBS. Uh, I wanted to go to both, but I had to choose and I felt like WRLA, same thing as Deck Expo, it's much smaller. It's not the grand scale, but... 
for my day-to-day business, I'm going to run into a lot more people that impact me on a daily basis than I'm going to at IBS. IBS is like, I'm going to run into all the people I have on Instagram and that's great. And I love chatting with those people and like, it's good for your brand outside of our market. WRLA, I'm going to run to people that I actually talk to every day and buy from. Correct. And so there's a relevancy to it that I wouldn't get at IBS. You can make more money for the business at WRLA. Yeah. So, So- that's where you were. Thankfully next year we won't have to choose, but um, I was vocal about the fact that they were on the same day and that I was mad that I couldn't go to IBS this year. And I, it must have been like, what do you think? 15, 20 booths that we stopped at that people were like, well, I'm surprised you guys are here. Figured you'd be down in Vegas. And I was like, yeah, yeah so thanks. It's like you've already sort of built this idea that, <laughs> like, that you should be down there. Plus, Everybody was like pretty surprised to see you. With the stuff we do, it's like, well, of course they're going to be at IBS. They were doing the podcast at Deck Expo, like they'll be there. And so yeah. everybody that saw us is like, why are you here? It's like, leave it alone. Every what time you somebody asks you that question, it's like a little piece of you died. So yeah. anyways, it was pretty funny. I, I always knew I was going to WRLA and had come to terms with that sometime last summer. I did. I did too. <laughs> until everybody on Instagram started posting their stories that they were leaving for IBS. And then when I saw FOMO, you had people, some sick had some FOMO, serious FOMO. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, Oh, that should be me. I should be posting right now that I'm going to IBS. On Monday. But, I was, it was still close. I thought you were going, I was like, I was texting you on Monday. It just crossed my mind a couple of times, but go, but, but I also haven't been to like, I was at W uh, sorry, uh, at WRLA last year. Uh, but I had missed it the couple of years prior for weddings and other kid crap. You had, had a, a baby one year, born. had a wedding to go to another year. And so I missed it the last couple of years. Well, I was there last year, missed it two years before that. Correct. So like, I haven't had my face there and enough. And so I, like, I shouldn't miss it this year either. So anyways, I probably made the right choice, but it was just like, yep. Well, was strong in that one. So anyways, the other types of shows, so a little bit on buying shows. WRLA, the way this WRLA, we're now teaching people what this is about. And four years ago, we had no idea what this even was, but now we're in it. But you're on the board. Look at you. But that means all grown up. If I'm the, like, if we're teaching people about this, it's like, and we didn't know anything about this four years ago. It's not that I haven't been in the industry in my whole life. It's that these guys do a terrible job of letting everybody know what they're doing. I didn't even know what the WRLA did. And now... Now I have lots of ideas. So they lobby the government. We're a huge, huge group with tons of members and tons of influence. And so yesterday that the WRLA board members were walking um, the minister of environment from Alberta around the show floor. And they're just showing them like, look how big this industry is from right from the idea of cutting down trees and manufacturing building products. Just think about like how big the building industry is yeah everybody knows how big the oil and gas industry is it's like oh yeah if the oil and gas industry says something has to happen it has to happen guess who builds their houses guess who builds their shops guess who builds you know what i mean and so like the The, building industry pipe is the yeah (laughs) it's the it's arguably one of the biggest industries in the world and nobody talks about it and so wrla lobbies the government so four years ago i had no idea what this i didn't know what they were and it was because they're like kind of humbly walking around just, oh yeah, we're just the guys over here build houses. We're having fun. We're the yeah, I didn't know efficient. what they were because before four years ago, it wasn't relevant to me whatsoever. Yeah. I, I wasn't, like I was building decks on the side, but I w- just that industry wasn't relevant to my day-to-day life. So I didn't know anything about it. But I know when we went to start the store, we were told pretty quickly, I don't know if it's from your dad who is a part of WRLA or where it came from, or maybe yeah. the buying group we were talking to, but it was like, you need to be, in the WRLA. If you're going to be a lumberyard, you have to be in the WRLA. 
It's like, okay. So we look it up and we're like, okay, how do we do this? How do we go to WRLA buying show? sounds like we need to be there. And then we tried to go and it was like, no, you can't because you have to be a member of the WRLA. Okay. Sounds good. How do I get to be a member of the WRLA? Yep. Well, you, here's the application. What's your store address? Oh boy, this is going to be tough because we don't have a store address yet. <laughs> so we had to be creative how to get into our first WRLA, but we made it. Fake ID. <laughs> but we got there and now, now we, it's a, now it's a thing. We're part of the WRLA. We go to this buying show. It happens every January. From my understanding, before our days of being here, this thing used to be like you did your buying there. You rolled in there with your PO book and every booth had a show special that was happening just for the two days that the show was on. And you sat down and you booked product right there at the table. And then you moved on to the next booth and you sat down and you booked the next product. Yep. And it's, it's far removed from that now. It's Correct. more of a kind of typical trade show, but everybody that's in that room is a dealer. There's no contractors. There's no homeowners. It's just the industry retail side of the business. Correct. It's the Western retail <clears throat> lumber association. So now there's some buying that happens, but a lot of it's done before you get there. Some of it's not due until after the show, but if you attend the show, some guys still give some sort of kickback or deal because you're at the show. So there's still a little bit of buying. We booked our treks there. We could have booked our treks anytime we had the information before the show. It's not due till after the show. But if we booked it at the show, there was all sorts of little trinkets and promo items and stuff we could get for putting our order in at that time. Yep. And so why not? We walked out of there with some some knickknacks and some gas cards and some, just some like extra just stuff for we us. We probably right? we probably earned like we probably got about a thousand dollars worth of stuff that we wouldn't have got had we not booked it at the show. Right. So that's worth it. To that's me, good. pays for your trip. It's worth it for me. Yeah. So the the timing of the purchasing, so the buying show has changed a little bit because all of the vendors want your orders in earlier. They want it in in November and December. And so the WRLA yes. buying show hasn't adapted to what the industry is doing. Right. Timber Tech is saying, I want my order in in December so that I can start manufacturing so we can get it out to you for March. So that it's moved a little bit, right? Yeah, so now because they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to beat the other guy. They think if you get they get to you first and you book your if you're a multi product right. dealer like we are, yeah. they think if you book your fiber on first, you won't have enough room to book as much treks or whatever, right? If we right. get to you first, yeah. we have the best shot of booking you in. Um I don't yeah, know so that the, that's true. <clears throat> not for that's us. That's hundred percent that's why they're putting them out there first. No, but I mean I, what I mean is I don't know that that's true for us. Like, it's not true for us. Maybe some, <laughs> when you're a lumber yard and you have, you're a one decking, like if you only sell tracks or you only sell Vibron, maybe you can change at that time of year, right? Maybe you're, maybe you drop Vibron and you add tracks or something and yeah. then, cause the deal's better, but I don't. So the WRLA is not the only show in our region that is similar to this. There are, so in Canada, it sounds like in the U S the buying, the concept of buying groups isn't as Strong. Correct. The concept of buying groups in Canada is quite strong. Yes. It's actually odd for a dealer to not be part of a buying group. And what a buying group is, is just like a union or like a, an amalgamation of a bunch of independent lumberyards that all buy, um, not buy together, but they're part of a group that kind of manages their negotiations for them. They're purchasing negotiations. Correct. So us, when we started as a small independent, like no capital walking in, not buying a ton of materials to go to go try to get something at a competitive price was just not going to happen yeah. for us. But we joined a buying group who has 400 members across mostly Western Canada and into the Eastern Canada bit as well, that they're able to kind of pool their buying and say like, instead of buying 
eight lifts of tracks, we as a group are going to buy 800 lifts of, lifts of tracks and therefore we can get a better price and Correct. buy through the group and whatever, right? So there's not just the one that we're a part of. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of banners being flown out there. Correct. And a lot of them, our group treats WRLA as kind of its buying show. Yes. But many of the other ones, the home hardwares, the co-ops, the timber marts, they have their own shows. They used to. In, so, a lot of them do. In addition to the WRLA. And they and they have always had those shows. So it's just like now what's happening is WRLA is saying like, well, there's too many buying shows. The reason nobody's coming, nobody's like attendance is down in the WRLA buying show, right? And so the reason they think that that's happening is people are saying, well, there's these other shows. Well, those shows have always been there. They're just, they're adapting. They're, the timing of those shows is better, works better for their dealers. Their dealers are also getting a lot of pressure from head office to make sure they attend those. Yeah, I was going to say, they seem to be getting a little bit more strict with making sure they're there. But but if you're going to those ones and you're doing your buying, then it's just lessening the value of the WRLA because a lot of those ones happen earlier when they should happen Yeah, <laughs> before Christmas. And also, right now, what's happening in, in Canada is like the economy is just not as strong as it once was. Yeah. So you can't afford to go to two or three buying shows. Yeah. You're not saving enough money at that show to then like, well, cost, like that show would have cost us probably close to a thousand dollars to attend. And I don't know that we would get enough discounts off of decking to pay for that. Right. Or we do, maybe we do, but if we had to attend a second one, we for sure don't make enough at that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but your dad said like, cause that's, and people, other people in the industry, your dad remember telling us at one point, he's like, boy, like when I was early in the industry, you, I would show up there with $30,000 cash. And I was like, that's what I had to spend. Correct. And I would just walk in there and be like, oh, look, there's a giant insulation deal on a buy right now. Yep. And if I buy enough insulation, I get $1,000 cash back and it's like 30% off. And it's like, it's, I'm never going to find a deal as good as this deal right now. So you brought cash and you were prepared to buy on the spot. Correct. And it's just not like that anymore. It's so, not like that. That said, I feel like the vibe around the show this year was a little bit more positive than it was last year. And I don't know if it's because it's I moving cities now, but I know that on day two of the show, so the day is, the show is about a day and a half. It's a full day on Thursday and then it's a partial day on Friday. Yep. I remember last year, the show on Friday, every single person you ran into is like, so what did you think about the show? Well, it's terrible. Yeah. People like it's. This show's dying. I'd be surprised if it was around for two more years. I'll yeah. bet you it folds up after Calgary. Blah, blah, blah. That was the common, like everybody you walked into was like, the show was terrible. Yep. This year, I feel like there was a bit more positivity around it. That negative vibe wasn't hovering over everybody. Correct. I don't know what the tennis was like compared to last year. I'm not sure. It was down a little bit. Down. So, yep. but at least the vibe was a little bit more positive. The show is moving. So maybe that plays into it. It's kind of like, it's, there's like a refresher coming pretty soon. And maybe people yep. are positive about that. I don't know. So I guess what. What I mean by down is the actual number of people were down. Yeah. The number of stores were up. Okay. And so like there used to be stores that would bring six people. And now those stores are only bringing more two, stores brought four. Yeah. Two six. or three people. Right. So more stores brought two people, but sure. The, the actual head count down. Okay. Store count. Up. So if you have an opportunity to attend a buying show as a dealer, I mean, if you, if you do, you already probably know about it. Like we're not teaching anybody here that doesn't know we're teaching Maybe some, maybe some contractors people in the industry that aren't familiar that well, these things exist, but contractors they, could lean on their dealers a little bit more and be like, are you attending these trade shows? Sure. Yeah. And some contractors like ourselves have moved, have shifted 
from contractors to yeah. dealers. So yeah. maybe if somebody's doing that or thinking about doing that or has done that recently, maybe they're not familiar with these shows exist. I don't know, but yeah. there it is. So there's value in going to those a little bit still. Uh, a lot of it's mingling and networking nowadays, but there is still some deals to be had out there yeah. here and there. Yeah. So uh, the final type of trade show that is relevant to everybody that's talking in this thing is the your kind of your local home and garden show. And this comes up, or spring home show, whatever you want to call it. This comes up time and time again in the social network circles because somebody's debating whether they should be at the show and buy a booth and then they post it and then 10 people chime in and then a hundred more chime in and everybody's got a different opinion. And it's such a polarizing topic for whatever reason. Yeah. There's people that think they are fantastic and they work great and they wouldn't miss it. And it's the best bang for the buck. And there's people that think I would rather, I would rather pick the stones out of my tires than attend a trade show. I just show. don't understand this. So there's I, two trains of thought for sure. And it's like, so I'm usually pretty good at being able to kind of put myself in somebody else's shoes and understand that. Like I'm usually, whether I agree with them or don't agree with them, I usually have the ability to at least kind of understand their argument. This one, I can't. I like. So I do, I, I do get it. We're on the side of it's very, very valuable to us, for us. Yep. But I understand that for some people it wouldn't be. I don't like if you're a super high end builder who books six projects a year and they're all north of $250,000. Yeah. You're probably already booked before the home show. You probably don't need to invest the time and money into the home show to gain that exposure. Not only that, but not many of those people that are going to afford you are walking around and kicking tires and buying steam mops and fat shakers. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, that's not so I, I don't totally agree with that. We've done three, fairly large projects. We have done zero $250,000 jobs at the home show. But there's, there are zero $250,000 projects happening in Regina. Well, I don't know that they're not happening. You don't, you think there's a $250,000 deck that was built in Regina in the last no, four but a years project in the backyard. About? I'm just saying those people probably aren't shopping for that at a home show. Right. And I think that out of that home show, we have, we have our biggest projects have, come out of that home show and it took two years to develop. And so you're right. They don't go in there. They don't walk into that show and be like, good deal. Saw you March. I want to start the project in June. It's like, I saw you March of 2016. And then I talked to you in 17. And then I talked to you in 18 and we started it in 19 and you saw them every year. Yeah. And so, but we're maybe, not the only ones building big jobs. Correct. And none of the other guys are even at the show. You know what I mean? Like contractors have been building big deck jobs for years and they weren't even at the show. It's not the only way to, tackle those jobs. It's not the only way. I'm saying home shows are a mass, throw it out the wall and see, and get a couple to stick. You're going to talk to a ton of people yeah, and a ton of them have no interest in spending money with you. But if you're in the, if you are in a mass market business, like we are, we sell to everybody. If your budget is a thousand dollars, you're a customer. If your budget is a hundred thousand dollars, you're a customer. If your customers are only hundred thousand dollar customers, I feel like a home show probably is a waste of your time. And I, I, I feel like there's better ways to go about that. There might be better ways. I just, I guess I think maybe you're full this year, like maybe your pipe's full this year, but what about next year? And if somebody's doing a $200,000 project, they're not thinking about doing it this year. They're thinking about doing it next year. So you're just trying to keep the pipeline full and you have some presence and, and right. maybe you're right. There's just more be targeted ways to do it though. Yeah. I guess is my point. Could you find a hundred thousand dollar job off the radio? Sure. Doesn't mean you should do radio. Could yeah. you find it doing a little TV show? Sure. You could. Doesn't mean you should do the TV. Yeah. 
And so those you can I be would a little bit more with. focused and targeted with your money when you're only looking for six projects a year. Yeah. And I guess I agree with the radio analogy and I agree with the TV one and I agree with like door knockers and like that's don't, if you build $200,000 decks, don't buy door knockers and go hang them on doors. That's a waste of your time and money. Yeah. And so I feel like a home show is much like that. It's just kind of like getting yourself in front of a volume of people yeah. attract as many as you can. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, so I get it. I get why some people wouldn't like to do it. Um, for, for us, it's also where you're at with your brand. Some of our competitors stopped doing the home show and it probably didn't hurt them too much because you already know about the big, local you know what I mean? Yard. Like there's we, a local lumberyard that's been in the, in the town for 65 years. Yeah. You don't Every have to, year we do it. It probably actually diminishes in value a little bit because certainly. more and more people learn about you. So year one, it was great because we just needed the exposure. Yes. Year two, still like for the first four years, we still needed the exposure at some point the value is going to diminish. Correct. Because the number of people that know about you increases. And it's already, the there. It's already there. Yeah, you're not you teaching any new people, right? Yeah. So if you're an established business, been around for a long time. But I think that the biggest difference between somebody who thinks the shows are super valuable and the people that don't is your attitude about what you are expecting to get out of the show. And so if you're the type of guy who thinks, if I'm going to go sit at a show for four days, then... I better walk out of there with 20 jobs booked and invest and deposits right? of 30 grand. It's, like it's almost like they've built a spreadsheet and been like for every dollar I invest, I expect to make five out of that. Yeah. And so here we go. I'm going to spend $10,000. So you're going to come out of that show. I have to have at least 50,000. It's yeah. like, well, that then that's not for you. And we have the opposite, the opposite attitude about that. I'm not there to sell anything. We get asked every time we start the show, how many leads did you get? Or did you get some leads? No idea. And it's like, sure. But like, I'm not, I'm not chasing people down and shaking them down for contact information right now. What I want to do is provide them some value at the show to the point that they, when they're ready to buy a deck that they're like, we should go talk to those guys. Cause remember how helpful they were at the home show. It turns out I didn't even know there were different types of composite. I just knew there was, I thought it was all tracks. And, and these I, guys told us there was other ones. <coughs> and they, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Nope. Maybe we should take leads. We probably but what should. works for us is to just be super helpful, super friendly, teach you a little bit of our store, answer your questions, and then give you the information you need so that you can find us later. Take a brochure, take a business card, yep. take whatever you need, come find us. If Somebody says, can I leave you my information and you can kind of get back to me? Yes. We take their information. Yep. We just don't shake people down. I also think that we have to go to the trade show every time because it seems like every two years we move. So we have to, f we have to show people that we're, yeah, it's like we're a in a housewarming new, party. We're in a new location. The most consistent location <laughs> of our store is our home show booth. <laughs> it doesn't move as often. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so is there value? Yes. If you want but you got to go get it. It's, you don't just, you don't just show up and it's then an walk out of there with thing, stuff. It's right? a totally an attitude thing. Cause you and see people life. doing that at the show. They're sitting on their phones in a chair in the corner and they don't even look up at people. Yeah. That's the wrong way to do it. Then you see the people chasing people down the aisles. That's the wrong way to do it. Nobody wants to be chased down the aisles. This isn't a, a fair. This isn't, this isn't the <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> anyway, be good people and people will want to work with good people. That's my attitude towards yeah. this whole thing. I, so we find a ton of value. I just always think to myself, like if I was the person walking down the aisle, what experience would I like when I went past that booth? Yeah. I'd like somebody to make a joke about the weather or make a joke about the guy that's sitting on his phone. If 
I'm walking down the aisle of a trade show and somebody in a booth like leans out and, and has like a quick one-liner joke, they got my attention. I'm now paying attention to what you're selling. doesn't matter. Oh, you're selling whatever mops, the most amazing toaster. And you told me a good joke. Well, you're actually going to get to sales pitch me. Yep. I'm about to find out about your toaster. The other part of it to consider too is, well, a few things. One is your competition there because you might have, there might be an arbitrage there. You can show up and be the only guy in town. Yeah. So if you're, if you build decks and none of your competition is at the deck show and you get 15, 20, 30,000 people that go to that show, just by sheer, sheer volume and being the only guy there, you're going to shake out some leads out of that. Yes. If there's 10 competitors there, well, then you got to decide, like, do I need to be there because everybody's there? Or is it already diluted enough that I can maybe use my time and money more effectively elsewhere? Maybe you can. Correct. Are you going to get some help? What's the cost of your home show booth? What's the cost to rent the booth? Are you going to get some help with your display materials from your, your dealer or the manufacturer or whatever? Like, if you can get some help with that, how much of a time commitment is it? Is the show busy enough that you can work it by yourself? Do you have to hire people to work with you? Like there's a lot of things to consider in it. Yeah. It's not for sure. What it's not is it's not cheap to do in neither dollars or time. Correct. Like, there is a cost to doing these things. Yes. So you do have to make sure that you get something out of it. But, but I think, I think if you're actually looking right to a, just a dollars and cents ROI, I think you're going to struggle with it. The other part of it too, you may, right? Because I think you're like, not going to get- Unless you're there tracking leads. And, and if you're if you were looking for numbers on this thing, then you should be tracking leads. You should be taking people's names. Yeah. You should follow that through and be like, oh, met these seven people at the home show. Four of them converted. And those four projects worth $137,000 on my booth was $7,000 in four days of my time. So that was probably worth it. Yeah. <laughs> if you care more about the dollars than the brand or the exposure or whatever else, then for sure do that. The other side benefit of it is- being part of the community that's already there. So not only are you meeting homeowners that are walking through there, but you're meeting the guy who sells patio furniture and you're meeting the guy who sells hot tubs and you're meeting the guy who does landscaping and you're making contacts within the industry while you're there too. You Could you do that if you were just walking through as a attendee? Probably. Not in the same way, I don't think. You probably like you could, could, but it's not If the you same. made the effort, yep. but you're a lot more forgettable to those people than it's like, then you've, when you're there and you've got something in common of... Oh, I'm just over here on booth, whatever. Come visit my booth. I visited your booth. Now you have the visual, like the visual in your mind as well of those people. Yes. You spent more time talking to them. The show closes up. You're maybe have a beer. You might have a beer together. You're packing up your booth. You're loading trailers. Each other. Like there's a lot more to it than just a quick stop. If you're walking through as an attendee, there's a lot more chance to build a relationship. with. And so that can be there. said about your competitors too. And so all of a sudden it's like, maybe you can start to build some relationships with your competitor. It's okay to compete. Yeah, it's fine. Just don't be an ass about it. And so if you're in a show like that, maybe you find some common ground because now all of a sudden you and your competitor are doing the same thing and you realize you are. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's okay. We're both kind of grinding it out here. Good. Let's be friendly. And yeah. So, yeah. So that's our take. There's lots of shows out there. You can't attend it's, them all. It's worth attending some of them. But it's though. worth it. Like if you don't know, <clears throat> ask and, and then try it. It's okay to go to one. Like yeah. maybe IBS isn't for you. Maybe you hate crowds. Oh, man, if you hate a, crowds, don't go there. Don't go to IBS. Yeah. Go to Deck Expo then. The crowds are lighter. It's a little bit, you know, yeah. it's not so It's a little more fire. intimate. Not so many bright right? lights. Yeah. You can do it in a day. No problem. You can get through Deck Expo in a day. Yeah. IBS, you're not doing it in a day. No. So if you're just a little bit more of an introvert that wants just a little bit less 
stuff going on, then maybe avoid IBS. Try one of the smaller local shows and see if it's for you. That's and like, here's when, the thing. It's just, there's no commitment. You can just go one time. Yeah. You don't have to go next. You don't year. have to sign a contract. <laughs> but maybe you meet somebody. That was how I did uh, my cruises. I didn't know I was, I didn't know if I was going to like being on a cruise ship. So the first cruise I took was a two dayer. From, Same with us. I went yeah. from Vancouver down to San Francisco and I was like, I don't know if this is going to be for me, but I'm just going to do a small one. Yep. It was good. And so then I did a 10 day one after that. But yep. I did the same thing because I honestly didn't think I would like it. I'm, I, I get stir crazy. Oh, I didn't yeah. know if I'd be, at, I well, thought I'd get seasick. So that's for sure an experience. If for somebody who's not been on a cruise before, yeah. can you feel the boat move? Yes. Oh yeah. You can feel the yeah. boat move. I remember the first time we had supper dinner for American friends on the cruise ship and we're sitting there and you can just like, you're, yeah, you're rocking in your chair back and forth. And the like, curtains are moving, right? Yeah. We were at a, we were at a show one night, like, like an all inclusive or something, right? They have entertainment. So we were yeah. down at the theater and everybody's able to sit in their chairs and do the thing. Cause the ship is massive. Like what is actually moving so big, like what's actually moving is, you know, it's so many square feet. I don't even know what to get. They hold like, like 3000 people. Like a million square feet of ship is moving around. Right. And so it doesn't, it's not flopping around. You're not falling out of your chair, but it's a constant slow rock, like a wave. And so you're sitting in the chair and everything seems normal. The heads in front of you are all, are all like moving at the same pace. What's not normal is the curtains on either side of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was sitting there watching the show and all of a sudden it was like getting sick. Oh man, I'm going to be like, I turned to look at JJ and was like, I'm going to be sick. And she was like, what? I was like, I can't sit here. And it's like the curtains are moving. And so we ended up having to leave partway through that show. Yeah. And I had to go out and walk around and actually get back to see the horizon and yep. get to the edge of the show, like the edge of the boat. And was like, okay. I got it. We're good again. But For sure. Ooh, There's man, a, I was sick. <laughs> I've only done two cruises. One was my first little three-day tester one, and then a, a week-long one, I believe. And I don't remember which one this was, but I remember there was a couple nights that were so rough that, like, you're trying to sleep, but yes. you're rolling. I'm like, you're like, not a bunch, but you're rolling from the front side of your shoulder to the back side of your shoulder. Yeah. It's just like, how do you sleep? How do you sleep like that? That's Shit's it. banging around. You forgot to like close one of the doors and it's like, yeah, bang. Or when they tell you that you're supposed to go back bang. to your room because think the seas are so rough. Yeah. It's like, everybody's got to go back to the rooms or pausing entertainment, go back to your room, hang out until like we get through calmer waters. No, thanks. I want to get on the helicopter and get the hell <laughs> yeah. off of here. Yeah. So we were, we were coming in on our Hawaii cruise around the North side of the Island of, uh, what's that? beach the coastline they're called north shore no uh, very famous coastline very like natural not developed whatever but the cruise is supposed to go like right alongside it in Kauai? It's to be like beautiful i think it's the north side of Kauai, yeah like where they filmed jurassic park no but we did do a helicopter to that place anyways th there's a yeah whatever shoreline in hawaii we didn't get famous. to go too close not, to it not so famous you know but yeah, i'm sure that everybody's listening now is like well duh, it's whatever yeah, it's but i can't this. think of it right now yep um Anyway, so we were out on the, they were like, we're not, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get real close to the, this beautiful coastline here because the seas are too rough. And so we were outside on the deck looking at the coastline from a bit of a distance. And the, the, I swear the front <laughs> side of that boat, like it was like, it was a three or four story swing that it was doing. Like you watch the front end of the boat and it was like dipping down into the waves and then way up and then way down Nepali coast. Yeah, there we go. So we were supposed to go along the Nepali coast, but it was so rough that the yeah, front end of the cruise ship North was like 30, 40 feet. It was going up and down. It was like, holy smokes. So anyways, cruises are fun. 
They are. Not as fun as trade shows. That's not true. <laughs> um, yeah, go try a trade show. Check out your local spring home and garden show. Like if you if you're really start that there. worried about crowds, start at your local show. They're small typically. Like ours is a pretty decent size. It's got a lot of traffic. Ten thousand um, people probably. There's LOC. We just finished up in Toronto as well. The Landscape Ontario Congress. That's supposed to be a pretty big show that's relevant to landscape and decking. Companies are starting to show up there as well. Yep. Uh, we didn't mention that one, but I had it written down. So that's maybe one to check out. I know I know there's been a couple guys from our area that have gone to that, that have flown out there. Not not deck builders, but landscape guys. Um, I love trade shows. Like, I think they're great. Both as, from an entertainment perspective. Like, I like everything about them, but I'm... I'm a social person and I like the yeah, crowds. I'm an extrovert. So. And I watch people like crazy. Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, yep, this is my kind of place. I get, I get into a place like that and I just, I gain energy. I gain energy. 100%. And, I like, and then I go to bed at five 30 in the morning cause I gain so much energy. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I love those things. And so, so, yeah. and I love working them too. People are always like, it's such a drag. It's like, right. I, once we get set, like, I don't like setting up for it. I don't like, all the work involved in moving your show and building it, it's okay. But yeah. when, once the door opens and everything's ready and you get to talk to people about your passion and your business, like I find that to be fun. It's good. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so just on a cost perspective, start locally, probably only cost you $28 to get in the door. And then yeah. you want to go to JLC. It's a little bit smaller. So you get probably get a free pass and maybe you can drive there. So oh, now yeah. it's a couple hundred. So hot tip. Don't ever pay for a pass to deck expo or IBS. People have, like somebody has paid for them. The vendors have paid for them. But you don't have to. But as a, like, especially if it's your first one, <laughs> kind of reach out to somebody. I've yeah. gone to, I think, five deck expos now and two IBSs. I've, ne I've never paid for a pass because if you just Google free deck expo pass, free IBS pass, a ton of the booth, like the, the, the vendors that have booths there are, they'll be giving away free passes. All you have to do is go right. and, like you might have to get a couple spam emails, but you'll get a free pass. I, and I don't think that IBS passes are cheap to buy. Yeah. So I, I guess the messaging behind this is that it's not that it's not valuable and it's not worth paying for it. It's that somebody has already paid to have these things. So just rather than having Fiberon throw out 10 passes that they paid for, just get those. Yeah. I don't right? know how it works in the back end. I just know that I don't want to pay a hundred dollars right. if I don't have to. Right. You don't have to. You <laughs> so don't have to pay for moral it. Moral of the story is, yeah. you don't have to. Because I know I've been to shows before, and, and I don't, like I don't remember actual people, but I remember them saying, like, can't believe this was 150 bucks. I was like, no, dude, don't do that. Don't, don't do pay that. for that. Go, yeah. like, and I guess tons of companies. My argument away. is from the, from the IBS side. It's like, they should be selling passes. It's important. They have to create revenue. Yeah, somebody has a million dollars for a booth. Yeah, somebody has paid for that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Forgive me if I'm not go to them. if you're I'm not super sensitive about IBS's bank account. <laughs> yeah, and you're not feeling it for Samsung either. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. either. So yeah, no, okay. Samsung's made a lot of money off me in the over the years too. Um, what else? Is that it? We're done. That was it. We're done here. Number yeah. sixty-two. Start close to home and work out to the trade shows because they get more expensive as you go further out. IBS is more expensive. You got to pay for your flights and a hotel and a blah, yes. blah blah. So like, start with twenty-eight dollars. Dip your toes in. And if you're going to do a home show, your local home show, if you're going to put the booth in. Don't build the booth and then sit back. The real work begins when the show opens. Yeah. Be personable. Talk to people. Be prepared to like have to pull some long days. I think if you roll in there and think to yourself, I'm going to get zero dollars. I'm just here to, to like. You'll get zero dollars. No, no, no. Like if 
if that's keep in mind that you're not going to sell anything at that show. You're there just to like, you're there just to be in front of people. So be your best self in front of people yep. and then the money will come to you. Nobody's going to walk in there and write you checks that weekend. You're not taking money Challenge home accepted. that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to start selling mops off the side of the desk. Do my best. Hey, you got to do something. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, that's all for us today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at the ultimate deck shop. If you have any ideas for episodes, let us know. Take care. You've been listening to the ultimate deck podcast, ultimate deck podcast brought to you by the ultimate deck shop shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.